snap the Carolina Hurricanes 11 game win streak. And this is not the first time they've done this where they defeated the Toronto Maple Leafs when they had a long win streak. The Carolina Hurricanes had 17 straight uh, 17 game point streak and the Toronto Maple Leafs had a 15 game point streak. I believe the Maple Leafs were 12-0 and 3, Carolina 15-0 and 2. It's a very satisfying win. Maybe the most satisfying win of the season against the Carolina Hurricane team that has been, you know, in recent memory, one of the best teams in the Metropolitan Division, certainly in regular season. And the Rangers won a hard-fought seven-game series against the Hurricanes last year. I'm sure Carolina, well, and look, teams change, right? I mean, Randy Trocheck is now on the Rangers, who was on that Hurricane team. It's, you know, teams change every year, but I'm sure that they, they wanted, you know, to get a piece of the Rangers tonight. And... Early on, I mean, the Hurricanes really were the better team. The first period, to me, was heavily, heavily in favor of Carolina. But periods two, and especially three, the Rangers got it done. And, you know, the Rangers, special teams-wise, you know, were... While there were fluky goals, honestly, on both sides, it was a strange game. I thought the officiating could have been better overall. I think, both, like I said, some of the goals were weird. But the Rangers deserve a lot of credit for a really strong third period, which we've seen a lot lately. And that's kind of been the key. That's what you're looking for. And that's what made them so successful last year. Whereas when the Rangers were struggling this year, the third periods kind of got away from them. Now, completely the opposite. Right? If you remember last year, they had to have been, at worst, top three in the league in goal differential third period. And I feel like they're making leaps and bounds. Uh, It's getting better. Another thing, Carolina was undefeated when leading after two, like, um, in regulation, they may have lost. Actually, I'm not sure. Either way, this was definitely at the very least their first regulation loss when leading after two. And it might have been, they might have been completely perfect. I'm not sure. But like the Rangers, it was just they kept on going and going. Like the Rangers eventually tired out the Hurricanes. It's almost like the Hurricanes tired. I, I, I'll let me rephrase that. Carolina tired themselves out. They just, they go so hard. But if you can kind of just stay with it, and that's what happened here. And they've had struggles in MSG. That is now four straight wins for the Rangers at MSG versus Carolina, dating back to the playoffs last year. And it's good. The the Rangers have to have a level of confidence that they can beat this team. Even though I I still view Carolina very highly, like there there are cracks and they are beatable. And and even Kochekov, I wasn't really all that impressed with him. I, I thought some of the goals he gave up while unlucky weren't great, like I don't think he really gave them a great chance to win. Whereas Shesterkin outplayed him, and Igor and Frigor are like, I wouldn't call it an amazing night, and I wouldn't call it a bad night, just a, a solid night for Shesterkin. You know, I, I guess somewhat similar to Halak against Florida, different. I feel like Halak was was probably even more tested than Igor was, but Igor made some really key saves when he had to, and a lot to be happy about. And some of the young kids are really blossoming. And I first want to talk about Capo Caco, who please keep him on that that line with Crowder and Zabanajad. It's working really well. I would not go away from it anytime soon. Now, the, like I said, so my stance is kind of the same as it was after last game. Like, I think the other lines, definitely there should be some tweaking. If you want to keep Panarin, Trotrek, Kraftsov, I'm fine with that. I, I really... I don't have much of an issue if you want to stick with that line, but Lafreniere Hedl Vizi is not working. In fact, Hedl did, and whether it was fair for him to get singled out or not is questionable, but Hedl has not been great 
since some of these recent line changes. And it's kind of funny. I, Heedle actually did end up with a goal and assist tonight. One was an empty net goal. One was a secondary assist on a power play goal. So it's funny how that works. But, you know, with Goodrow, you can always move him up, and that's what they did. So we'll see what they do. I guess if I had to guess, you probably see that same Panarin, Trocek, Kratzoff line. But I do, I do actually think that maybe you make some switches. The thing is, I, I just, you don't want to move Heedle or Lafreniere into fourth line minutes. The fact of the matter is, Sammy Bland and Julian Gauthier did not play much at all tonight. And I actually, in the brief amount of time that Sammy Bland was was in there, I actually thought he wasn't bad. And for, for someone that I, I haven't really loved what I've seen from him, I actually thought that tonight he, you know, had some, had some hits, you know, was involved, I guess. But I guess what you could do, and I'm not really sure how much of a difference this makes, you could, like, I wouldn't mind, but the problem is you need a center. Because I'm thinking, if you want to keep that second line intact, which I don't know if, like, I question that in the long run. Like, Kratzev's done some good things, and I definitely want to stick with him. But at the same time, like, I don't know. But you could move Goodrow to that third line with Lafreniere and Hedl and then move VZ down. The problem is, at that point, you wouldn't have a center unless you bring Brodzinski in. Which, which again, I don't mind doing that. I hope it isn't at the expense of Gauthier. I'm more okay if it's at the expense of Blay. But I guess you're. it'll be interesting. They might stick with it for one more game, but it's very close to things moving around a little bit. Defense has been completely stable. Like, Libor Hayek has been a scratch regularly, and Ben Harper has kind of taken that sixth defensive job and, and run with it, and deservedly so. And it's funny, next game before we jump back into this game, is a, is a polar opposite situation. Montreal is on a very long losing streak. And they are now coming back home. It was a really rough road trip for the, for the Canadians. And they have just really been bad. Really been bad. You, you just want to play, if you can, you want to play smart hockey. Will Halak play? Maybe. The reason why I think he might, the reason why he might not is because he just played against Florida on Sunday. But this would be a game to kind of throw Halak in there. So that is in play. That's in play to happen. But yeah, like you can't take your foot off the gas. In a really strong Eastern Conference, you can't take your foot off the gas. And so Montreal, that's a game that you got to win. And maybe it won't be pretty. In fact, it probably won't be. But you don't want to get into a track meet. Because Montreal can score goals. We've seen some crazy games in Montreal in the past. So it's just, all I'm saying is it's the opposite of Carolina. Where the Rangers have stepped up against good teams. They've also, when they've had their bad times this year, they've struggled against teams. Like, you look back, plenty of games that they lost to some of the worst teams in the league. So something to think about as we look forward to the Montreal game. But as far as the Carolina one goes, Carolina really jumped out. And the Rangers had no breathing room. And like Carolina, to me, it was a clinic. They were dominating the Rangers, and they would score at 7:24 to, to kick things off. Brent Burns, the new Carolina Hurricane, scores his fifth of the season from Stastny, also a new Kane, and Slavin. And this was a play where I, I guess most blame goes to Kraftsov, but Aaron, you know, throws it to Kraftsov, and Kraftsov cannot get it out at the blue line. A little bit too cute. He should have gotten it out. I think most blame probably goes to him. But look, Miller and Truba, and this is the, the kind of a conundrum, where Keandre Miller ends up really truly being one of the stars of this game. And, and that's fine. But I thought Keandre really had his struggles. It's 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 interesting who whose opinion you get on this. I, I thought Keandre 
really had a rough first cup first two periods. Beyond the goals against, I thought Keandre and Shruba, and I usually like to pile on Shruba, but but Keandre deserves blame as well, really does. And so, but but in this case, it's really Kravtsov, a little bit of Panarin. I I, I don't I didn't love the Panarin pass it to Kravtsov in the first place, but still, Vitaly should have gotten it out, and it ends up sort of Burns pokes it in. It was a weird goal mouth scramble kind of goal, and the Hurricanes make it one nothing. But then the Rangers get a power play. And Sebastian Ajo hooks Philip Heedle. Honestly, a weak call. I, I didn't think he hooked Heedle, but they call it. And the second unit gets kind of a lucky goal. And I want the second unit to get more ice time than they do. I keep on asking for that. I don't think it'll change, but they should. And it's Jacob Truba. Jacob Truba, which this is probably his first home goal of the season. Not that that really matters, but his third goal of the season overall from Kraftsov and Heedle. So a play where Kraftsov kind of gets it to Truba at the point, and I think it's deflected off of maybe two Hurricanes. Lafreniere was in front, but it goes in, and it's a 1-1 game. But 16 seconds later, the five-man unit of Lafreniere, Heedle, VZ, Miller, and Truba, this happens twice. This is the first time where the, the intensity needs to be better. It needs to be better, and Marty Natchez scores his 17th of the season from Sveshnikov and Stasny, and so it's a 2-1 game right there. You, you cannot give up the lead in 16 seconds. We head to the second period, and it was 2-1 for a while, and there were some penalties. Vinny Trocek cross-checked Seth Jarvis. That, you know, that was also maybe a questionable one. And then at 2-14, Kreider takes a really dumb tripping penalty on Ajo, but luckily they call holding the stick. Brent Burns holds the stick of Zibanejad, so it could have been 5-on-3. Ends up actually being 5-on-4. Rangers really, it could have been bad, and a really dumb play by Kreider. And we've seen him do that before, I guess against the Capitals, where they were shorthanded, he got too aggressive, and it was a 5-on-3 situation. But no one scores. Then Jalen Chatfield trips Trocheck at 929. Rangers power play unsuccessful. Then at 1212, Keandre Miller trips Svechnikov. That was a bad call. It looked like Miller got mostly puck, but they call a penalty. Rangers penalty kill does a good job and feels like they've done a pretty good job lately as well. Kind of thinking about it broadly. But then Brent Burns hooks Artemi Panarin. At 15-59, and the Rangers do score. A very fluky sort of goal. It's unassisted, although Panarin kind of... I think Panarin was the one that kind of shot it in or passed it in. And it finds Zibanejad, and he's got some space. And Trocek was open in front. Zibanejad tries to pass it to him, and it goes in. So two games in a row now where Zibanejad either loses control of the puck or passes the puck, and it just goes through the goalie. So Zibanejad's 19th goal of the year. It's technically another power play goal. Again, it's... I guess the Truba one, you know, it's it was zone time. This was kind of a weird one also on the rush, I guess you'd say. And it's tied at two. But again, but again, and this is where it can land. It's like, hey, I know you have your post-power play selections and preferences, but he went back to the same five-man unit. Lafreniere, Heedle, VZ, Miller, and Truba. And less than 30 seconds later, Jalen Chatfield scores his second of the season from Tara Vinen. And, and Carolina gets that quick lead back. This one deflects off a of Heedle, and I didn't really think it was Heedle's fault necessarily. Apparently, Shesterkin was pretty pissed off after the second period. I think he kind of gave the team an earful, and boy, did they respond. In the third period, the Rangers got it going immediately. They tied up 36 seconds in. Panarin, an innocent-looking shot on net, goes through Kochekov, his 11th goal of the season from Lindgren and Fox, ties it up at three. And then the Rangers take the lead, and this is where Kako just... The ability to hang on to the puck, the puck possession has been great. And, and it's always been something that we've seen from Kako, but even better now. 
Kako holds on to the puck, finds the bandage from the point, takes a slap shot, and it's deflected in in the slot by Keandre Miller. You don't normally see defensemen get deflection goals like that, but Keandre is kind of a different sort of animal. And it's, so it's third. It's the third goal of the season for Miller from Zabanajad and Kako. Rangers take that 4-3 lead. And for Keandre, a nice turnaround, really, where Keandre had a really strong third period. After I thought it was a rough start. He ends up being the first star, and there wasn't really a clear-cut person. You know, maybe you could have gotten Zabanajad. That'd probably be, like, the next closest thing. But it goes to Miller. And so now the Rangers have a 4-3 lead. And the Rangers played pretty well after this. And there were penalties involved on both sides. Svechnikov delayed a game 11-27. And then before that power play is over, and, and Gallant kept on the first unit too long, Panarin hooks Jesper Fast. So, you know, not a good penalty by Panarin. And, and with, you know, there's, with Panarin, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad. But the Rangers' penalty kill really does a very nice job. Really give him a lot of credit. And then at 17-15, a weak call where Jordan Mark Nook gets a penalty for playing with a broken stick. And and he kind of did. I'm not even sure if he knew he had a broken stick. I think they should have let that go. Carolina was down by one. It sucks to kind of, in some ways, lose your 11-game win streak on that. Now, look, like, there's a better than not chance they would have lost anyway, but to kind of, like, fur, to really seal it. And the Rangers on the power play, it's an empty net power play goal by Philip Heedle, who was, like I said, benched in the third period. Like, that might have been like his first or second shift of the entire period. And his reaction to the goal, he did not celebrate. I'm not sure if he was like mad at himself or mad at Like he just wasn't happy at the end of that goal. His ninth of the season from Miller and Truba. Nice bit of patience by Miller to find Heedle to get the easy goal. And at 18.57, the Rangers take a 5-3 lead and they win by that 5-3 score. The Rangers improve their record to 21-12. And six. So the record much more respectable. Like they're really they're really turning things around. And it's great to see. And you know, look, they're two months away from the trade line. Interesting decisions will be made. Two months away. So still some time, but I figured it's the first time I bring it up. Being that it's literally, you know, you're at the two-month mark. And I would expect some activity. Not like last year. You won't get as much as that, but we'll see what happens. But the Rangers are definitely has me feeling good about themselves, and it's nice that they are capable of beating the top teams. We've seen that. We really have. They played Tampa tough. You know, they beat them on opening night, and they got a point the other night. And, you know, they we know they have it in them, and that's great come playoff time, that they have that confidence. It, now, it, it's that transition into this Montreal game where don't take Montreal lightly. Don't take them lightly because they can sneak up on you. The Rangers should be able to score goals. It's a matter of playing good defense and sort of, if you do that, I think you can win. If you start getting into like a weird sort of 5-4 type game, it gets dangerous at that point. And like I said, we'll see whether it's Halak or Shesterkin. They might they could go either way on this one, but we'll see what they do. I would expect in all likelihood the same lineup, just watch out for maybe a, a tweak on the forward, you know, sort of on lines three and four forward wise, but we'll see. But again, Rangers a very good win. They snap the Carolina Hurricanes 11-game win streak and 17-game point streak. They win it at MSG 5-3. to